Welcome to the intersection of faith and the culture. It's Wall Builders, and we're taking all the hot topics of the day from a biblical, historical, and constitutional perspective. Thanks so much for joining us today. Be sure and visit wallbuilders.com for more information and lots of great tools for your family, as well as wallbuilderslive.com if you want to go back into the archives of programs you might have missed over the last couple of weeks. But uh, today, we're going to have Sam Sorbo with us. I'm here with David and Tim Barton. Sam will be joining us here in a little bit, and I'm agreeing. Guys, I got to tell you, I heard a lot of great things while I was in Illinois over the weekend about folks listening to Wall Builders. Even had a member of Congress say that that's how she uh, listens every morning while she's doing her makeup so she knows what to do that day. No, she didn't say it quite that way, but she did say she loves listening every day when she's uh, doing her makeup. So anyway, I thought that was kind of cool that in uh, there's still a little bit of America in Illinois. Maybe not a lot of America in Illinois still, but no, outside of Chicago, it's pretty good. But anyway, uh, Sam will be with us in a little bit. And I know you guys hear the same thing around the country, but it's important for people to have good sources that that lift them up and don't just run them down all the time. Wall Builder Show really is a good source of information. We're able to, to bring in newsmakers and and those that are in entertainment or education or military or whatever the stories are. So it's a great source of information. And, and really, conservatives need good sources. All Americans need a good source of information. Um, Tim and I were just in Washington, D.C. recently, and we were with some members of Congress, really good guys, just really solid and, and been warriors on the right side. But as all this drama has been going on, even with speaker and who's going to be speaker and how long is the speaker going to be there and how many does it take to get a speaker, all the drama that's gone on now for several weeks, it was interesting that conservatives, some of them were calling in, well, a lot of them were calling in, but some of them just weren't weren't being real nice when they called in. Well, and let me interject too. There was a lot of people calling in because everybody yeah. from Glenn Beck to Sean Hannity, Mark Levin, all these conservative voices on the kind of political uh, talk uh, show narratives, they were telling people, call in, because this is when Jim Jordan was running for speaker, and there were holdouts. And so there were people saying, call your congressman, tell them to support Jim Jordan. This is a big deal. We need a conservative speaker. And and so it, it is a very valid and a very positive thing that people want to engage, that they want their voices yeah. to be heard. But... Yep. but probably it makes a difference how you talk to your congressman, right? It's like it's like saying, hey, you and your wife should communicate. Well, that's true. But <laughs> if the way you communicate, right, is not in a loving, uh, positive way, well, then, you know, probably you don't need to do more cursing at your spouse, right? Like, that's, that's not the way you need to do this. So even though communicating with your spouse is good, how you communicate with them is even more important. And, and I think, Dad, I think where you were going is what we heard from a lot of these congressmen up in D.C. last week is that there were so many, so many congressmen that got turned off from even wanting to support Jordan based on the nastiness of conservatives. And I, it, it didn't even stop with just negative phone calls. Yeah, there was one congressman who now is having to have security with him 24-7 because of all the death threats he got, some of which appear to be substantiated, uh, looked like some stuff was underway. And and there was another one who actually voted for Jim Jordan and got so many calls threatening him uh, for not supporting Jordan, which he already had, that he didn't even vote for Jim the second time. He was so turned off by the way people communicated. And and so, man, we've got to talk to government, but we cannot be angry. We cannot be mean. We cannot, I mean, that's just not acceptable. Uh, And so, Everybody stand bald, but man, keep a good attitude when you do. 
Well, and, and like Tim was saying, it's like a spouse, right? I mean, these are and the ones that that you guys were talking to. They're our friends. They're good. They're good congressmen that are with us on most things. That's the guy or gal you're going to chew out and make a death threat of when when they're most of the time doing everything that you wanted them to do. And maybe even like you said, some of these guys and gals weren't voting for Jordan and they still got the nasty calls. So what a lack of discernment. We've, we've got to do better on that. So with all the news that we can bring, we get to also do some entertainment. And I've been a fan of Kevin Sorbo and, and his wife, Sam, for a long time. I mean, I, I got to go back, guys. This is in the late, it's got to be the late 1990s when Kevin was doing Hercules, The Legendary Journeys. And I was a real fan of that and watched season after season. So it's always fun to be with the Sorbos, but they're doing some really good stuff now. Uh, they were in Hollywood, but they have now focused so much on, on Christian values and, and the importance of Christian values in the nation. And they've taken their expertise in entertainment and pointed it that direction. And Sam particularly is really concerned that we get kids raised with the right kind of education. So she has really done some pioneer yeoman work at helping people switch over to homeschooling. Uh, to get the right values and the right content for their kids. So Sorbos are doing great stuff, and it's going to be fun to talk to Sam today. New movie coming out that the Sorbos are putting out, Miracle in East Texas. Sam's going to be here to talk to us about it. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back on Wall Builders. This is Tim Barton from Wall Builders with another moment from American history. As the American War for Independence began, the president of Yale was the Reverend Naftali Daggett. When New Haven, the home of Yale, came under attack, about a hundred citizens rushed out to meet the British. The Reverend Daggett galloped by them on horseback, his clerical robes flowing behind him in the wind, and he took up a solitary position atop a hill. The 2,500 British soon put the townsfolk to flight, but the Reverend Daggett continued to stand alone, firing down on the advancing troops. A British officer confronted him. What are you doing there, you old fool? If I let you go, will you ever fire again on the troops of his majesty? Nothing more likely was the preacher's reply. America's early pastors personally confronted danger and courageously led their communities. For more information on Pastor Daggett and other colonial patriots, go to wallbuilders.com. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us. Always great to have Sam Sorbo. And there's so much to catch up on, folks, so you're going to have to listen fast. Sorbostudios.com. Sam, hey, great to have you back. Thanks for some time today. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited about this project. Well, I mean, you got the new movie coming out here in a couple of weeks. You've got all this homeschool opportunities to help parents. Uh, you've, you've become very passionate about this in the last few years, making a huge difference in equipping uh, folks to, to be able to uh, to educate their kids at home. I mean, we were blessed to do it as a family. A lot of people think they can't do it. You've uh, been able to convince them, yes, you can do this and uh, and help them do that. But then the movie coming out as well. So let's start with the movie, Miracle in East Texas, October 29th and 30th in theaters. Tell us about the movie and, yeah. and uh, what made y'all decide to do it. So it's a limited release in theaters nationwide. It's a fathom release. If you want tickets, go to sorbostudios.com and all the information is there. It is actually based on a true story of the East Texas oil strike, which is the most improbable story you've ever heard. And, you know, stranger than fiction, basically. Um, these two oil men who really were sort of philanderers were wooing widows into investing in their fake oil wells. And they'd sort of pretend that they were drilling. They had a, a, a broken down old rig and they drill for a while and then they just declare a dry hole and move on, having sold over 500% of each well. 
And as you know, you can't have more than 100% of anything. (laughs) And then they accidentally struck oil. I'm not giving anything away. It is called Miracle in East Texas. But the other miracles that surround the story are really what make this story so unique and so incredible. We tell it as a comedy because it, it really is hilarious. Um, and, uh, and it's what created the Hunt Oil uh, Company. So it's, it's, just a, it's just an improbable, phenomenal story. We tell it with a, um, a theme of forgiveness because we think that our culture is just heading, heading headlong off the rails into a culture of unforgiveness. Mm. And as you know, forgiveness is one of the tenets of our faith, or maybe the main tenet of our faith. And so we just want to breathe some of that back into the culture. This is a family-friendly comedy. When's the last time you had an opportunity to go to the theater with your family without being offended or insulted? Um, and, and so uh, it's just a lot of fun. We're really hoping that families get out to the theaters. But even more importantly than that, I developed a curriculum to go with the movie for homeschoolers. And so if you're a family that likes to homeschool, this is the curriculum for you. It's brief. It's not terribly in-depth. But because the story is real and because it deals with forgiveness and it deals with entrepreneurship and a little bit of economics, it's during the Great Depression. There's some history in there, too. You know, um, I developed a, a pretty easy uh, homeschool curriculum to, to inspire conversations, discussions with your kids. And if you think that you're a family that can't homeschool, I really encourage you, download the curriculum. It's free. Go watch the movie and then follow along with the curriculum with your family, and you will get a glimpse of how easy it is to home educate your children. And that's really, as you know, my passion. I was just on a plane this morning at 6 a.m., and I talked the guy's ear off, the poor guy, but he's got a five-year-old, and we got to get the kids out of school. we got to save the kids. Wait a minute. You, you had to do a 6 a.m. flight, and you still were willing to do this interview with me? You're a champ. <laughs> I just got to my hotel room. <laughs> I hate those early morning flights. Uh, okay, so uh, so Miracle in East Texas. I didn't realize this was uh, this was part of the Hunt family uh, story. So very very cool. I can't Get wait. In. I can't wait to see this. Okay, Miracle. Uh, and, and by the way, you've got this. Uh, I mean, we're just glad you're in it, Sam. But some guy named Kevin that you uh, that some ran yeah. into him. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I, I don't know how well you know this guy. <laughs> Um, anyway. My husband directed it. <laughs> How fun was that for y'all to do this project together, though? That's really where I wanted to go. Yeah, him, John Ratzenberger. My son's also got a small part in the movie, although cool. unfortunately he got he got cut out quite a bit. So he's in the bloopers at the end of the movie. Stay for the end of the movie because there's some hilarious bits that didn't make it into the film. Um, you know, outtakes from the movie and and some other things. And so. It's just it's just a fun time at the theater. It's a fun time to get families back into the theaters to enjoy themselves for an evening. And then and then the homeschool curriculum, there's also a book uh, like a book discussion group curriculum. If you have a if you have a book group that you like to go out with Um, and then, of course, some pastor's notes for pastors who are interested in preaching from pop culture a little bit. Um, I'm, I'm really excited about this project. I'm excited for families to get a glimpse into homeschooling and see how easy it can be and and just everything else. I, I love history. I love American history, and you do too. And I will tell you this. With, so when about a decade after this oil strike, we entered World War II, and there were German U-boats, German submarines in the Gulf of Mexico. We sent 73 tankers from the East Texas oil field to Europe, and 72 of them 
were torpedoed by the German U-boats in the Gulf of Mexico. So over the course of the following year, that was in the first month of our joining uh, the Allied forces in Europe and declaring war and, and declaring that we were part of the war. Over the course of the next year, we built a pipeline called the Big Inch that crossed from East Texas to the East Coast. And Winston Churchill has said that the Allies floated to victory on a sea of East Texas oil. Oh, wow. So the idea that God's providence created this situation where these two scoundrels really found the biggest oil strike in U.S. history that then ended up saving our butts over in the, wow. uh, in the field in Europe and defeating the Nazis because the Nazi tanks ran out of gas before our tanks did, thanks to the East Texas oil field. Wow. You like that story? I love that story. Oh, this is going to be this is going to be great. All right, sorbostudios.com. Uh not only can you find more about the movie and you can get the uh, the t- and and the cool thing about the tickets for this this two days, you know, even if um, you know, listen, go see the movie yourself, but you can also pay it forward. You can buy tickets for folks that can't afford tickets right now and they need a night away uh right now and and be able to ex- escape a little bit into uh entertainment and Sam of course the perfect storm here of entertainment with purpose like it's going to be an entertaining evening but then there follow it up with the tools and the downloads and be able to educate yeah. your kids I mean free enterprise I mean covering all these important principles that we've lost in the in the culture in, in the first place plus of course something we you know both our families love so much and and getting people to fall in love with educating their kids at home and and uh, getting that extra time with their kids as well. It's a whole other whole another topic. Uh, but it just seems like a lot of things came together uh, to make this possible, and and uh, looks like a real blessing. I'm, I'm just excited about it. Thank you. Yeah, so am I. Very excited. And and by the way, if you sign up for the emails, it, Rick, if you got the emails, you would know that story about the Big Inch <laughs> Pipeline and the Allies floating <laughs> to victory on this. Oh, I'm sending out, we're I'm, sending out these little snippets, these little stories from behind the scenes, from the set and stuff like that. So do join the emails and uh, over at SorboStudios.com and, and get a little bit of the extra stuff that we put out there. I'm busted. I got busted there. As you know, I, I skipped, <laughs> I skipped, I will be honest, I pulled it up and I skipped to put in your email. I actually thought... Surely I'm on Sam's email. I'm surely, uh, but I'm not. I'm not on the SorboStudios.com email. So I'll send you the backlog. I shall correct I'll send you the that. Backlog one. What's that? What's that line? <laughs> yeah, we shall have to remedy that. So I will. Uh, I will do that. We'll have to remedy that. Okay, SorboStudios.com. SorboStudios.com. Uh, Kevin and Sam and their whole family. And r- remind me, your uh, your son's got a big uh, social media following as well. So like, you got to you got to promote him a little bit here. Where how, where can folks find him? Well, Braden. Braden Sorbo, he's on TikTok, but he doesn't really approve of TikTok. But he started TikTok before we knew how bad it was. Uh. And so he's got over 2 million followers there. But he just started a podcast for His Glory. So if you go over to His Glory, you can see some of his very wry, very irreverent humor. <laughs> he's very political and quite irreverent, and he's hilarious. That sounds like so I do kind of encourage stuff. people to look him up. Look him up on social media, Braden Sorbo. Um, on you know Instagram or whatever, and you'll get a taste of what he's got going on. Love it, love it. Well, Sam, thank you so much uh, for for your family's investment in our culture and and just the focus that you guys have on on giving us not only entertainment with a purpose, but you know really the entertainment area still you know not being given over to the left and letting them have it, but actually taking some of that ground back. Y'all are fantastic at that, and then also taking it back, merging yeah. it with the education uh, piece of this as, as well. Good stuff. Good stuff, Sam. Appreciate your time, even after a 6 a.m. flight. All right, way to go, champ. <laughs> we'll see you Thanks. soon. Appreciate Thanks you. so much. Okay. <laughs> That's Sam Sorbo, folks. The website, very easy to go to, sorbostudios.com.
Sorbo.com, SorboStudios.com. And don't make the mistake I did and skip the uh, the email box there. Go ahead and get it, get it filled out so you can get some of these cool history stories. Stay with us. We'll be right back with David and Tim Barton. Hey guys, we want to let you know about a new resource we have at Wall Builders called The American Story. For so many years, people have asked us to do a history book to help tell more of the story that's just not known or not told today. And we would say very providentially in the midst of all of the new attacks coming out against America, whether it be from things like the 1619 Project that say America is evil and everything in America was built off slavery, which is certainly not true, or things like even the Black Lives Matter movement, the organization itself, not not the statement Black Lives Matter, but the organization that says we're against everything that America was built on and this is part of the Marxist ideology. There's so many things attacking America. Well, is America worth defending? What is the true story of America? We actually have written and told that story. Starting with Christopher Columbus, going roughly through Abraham Lincoln, we tell the story of America not as the story of a perfect nation or a perfect people, but the story of how God used these imperfect people and did great things through this nation. It's a story you want to check out. Wallbuilders.com, The American Story. We're back on Wobblers. Thanks for staying with us. Thanks to Sam Sorbo for joining us as well. And uh, we'll have links at our website, wobbleslive.com, today so you can learn more about the movie as well. And, uh, and guys, I just love it that it's East Texas. It's Texas oil. Uh, and she even brought World War II and the role it played into our victory into the whole thing. Well, I got to tell you, I was, uh, I've heard some about this before, not, not the hunts. And, and by the way, Matt just point out, I love the fact that they did this as a comedy. I think good comedies are, are not necessarily out there the way they should be. And I think all the good comedies I had, the old Disney movies, there were so many that were good comedies, Dick Van Dyke and others. And there were so many good comedies, even like Kevin James, what he has done, such wholesome comedies in, in the more modern era. So I'm glad to see a comedy coming back out. But the historical aspect of, of the Hunt brothers and what happened in, in World War II, I knew a little bit about it. And I started digging around and I was really surprised. And you guys may have heard this, but World War II, the attacks on American shipping, American tankers, American oil, et cetera, just the, the enemies we had, the Axis powers, which would be primarily um, Germany, Japan, and Italy. I did not realize that Japan, for example, took care of trying to wipe out American ships on the West Coast, and Germany kind of took over the East Coast, and we had both of those guys attacking us during the war. And so I was looking over on the California side. There were nine submarines that just set off the coast pounding commercial shipping that was going by. And so they they did that, and they actually, there was a time where they landed some forces up in Oregon. I mean, it was amazing to see what the Japanese were doing to America. Now, I was, yeah, you, you just answered the question I was going to ask to clarify. So you're talking about nine Japanese subs during World War II that were off of California, intercepting and, I guess, torpedoing, taking down American ships. And then, hang on a second, there was an invasion? Like, the Wolverines were getting ready... Japan was coming into America in World War II? Yeah, there was some of that. And it's interesting, too. Um, you remember, guys, what was it, a month, two months ago? Yeah, no, wait, the... wait, wait, wait. I got to pull a Tim here. So Tim's always the one that catches us, David, when we, we assume people know something and they don't. The Wolverines, Tim. Who are the Wolverines? Red Dawn, is that, is that, is that the movie? Is that what you're talking about? And that, that's exactly what I was talking about from Red Dawn. Uh, there's a, a, a older version. There's a more recent version. But it was looking at a, a time when there was a foreign invasion of America that, that, that 
depending on the version you're watching, right? Technology went down and people didn't know what was going on. And all of a sudden we were being invaded from some foreign nation. And so there was a, a group of, uh, I, I guess, probably high school, some college students uh, that formed their own little task force. They called themselves the Wolverines. Uh, but I mean, dad, to me, it's very interesting that there was any kind of ground movement in, in Oregon because one of the more kind of famous anecdotes of of a a Japanese leader, I don't remember if it was the emperor or who it was, I, I think it was the emperor, but they talked about the reason that a land invasion would not work in America is because there'd be a rifle behind every blade of grass. And so my assumption would have been that Japan would have been very happy to maybe torpedo, maybe, maybe do some, some bombing raids, but would not do a land invasion. So I did not realize there was any kind of land invasion in Oregon. That's that's new information for me. It was. It wasn't big and didn't last long. It got put down in a hurry. But the other part I thought was really interesting from the Japanese side was, you remember, what was it, two, three months ago, that Chinese spy balloon came in and you know took Biden forever to shoot it down. But the Japanese launched 7,000 incendiary balloons over America. They put them up. They knew the jet stream would take them across America. And they were timed on the bottom to drop bombs at three days. And so after three days, they would drop bombs. They were incendiary bombs and other type of bombs. And they literally started fires across American force. They wanted to destroy our resources, et cetera. And so they came across into the middle upper United States, you know, like over into Montana and the Dakotas. And there was actually a family, a woman, and I think four of her kids were killed by one of the, the incendiary bombs that, that floated over. So they were very active. But then Sam was talking about the Gulf of Mexico and 72 out of 73 tankers were shot down there. And, and looking over on the other side, uh, the Germans actually had what they called Operation Drumbeat. And they put like 100 subs off the coast of America. And they were just pounding us. And there's records interesting of, of where the subs would come up at night because they would stay down in the day. They would come up at night and they would find a profile of a ship. And they would look for that profile, and that's how we, they would attack it. So they stayed down during the day. But there were these these German sailors talking about loving to come up because they had never seen a Ferris wheel lit up at night like they saw in Coney Island. And so even off the coast of Coney Island, it's like, wow, this is really great. And then there were some there were some Germans actually arrested, German submariners arrested down in Tampa who'd come ashore to watch an American movie. They had movie tickets. They were going to the theater to watch to watch the movie. So, I mean, it's really fascinating. And I found this interview from uh, a World War II vet, and he was in the, the Marine Air Corps. He's in the Pacific Theater in the latter part of World War II. But in the first part of World War II, he was over in Florida. And, and this is his quote. He said, I saw more live warfare in Vero Beach, Florida, the first four months of the war than I saw in my entire duty in the Marine Air Corps in the Pacific Theater during the latter part of the war. So there were so many attacks and so many ships being sunk. And what happened was the American government got the media to cooperate and silencing everything. They did not want Americans to be scared. They did not want Americans to be terrorized. They did not want Americans to live in fear. And so all these these numerous attacks that happened, um, they were able to get the press to cooperate and, and not pointing that out. But it was just, it was fascinating to see the, the depth of what happened, and, and the Germans actually called that the, the the happy time. They were happy blowing up ships in northern Atlantic. Then they moved over to the East Coast, and that was their second happy time, blowing up ships there. Well, and Dad, this just reminds me, as as we've been working on the new book, the, the Second American Story, Building Republic, 
God willing, it comes out this year. <laughs> we've we've been thinking we'd get it done, and then we we keep finding more stories, and there's there's more additions and more edits along the way. But it really reminds me uh, of now some of this World War II research, where there comes a point you feel like I really have a pretty good grasp of the information, and I feel like I know the main players and 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 the key moments in World War II, and then you start finding out more stuff, and you realize, wow. There's so much more to this story than I realize, and I only say that to highlight this is why we love history so much, learning these stories and seeing how fascinating the stories are, but not to take away from. The the reason we were excited to talk to Sam today is because we are seeing some of these great stories now making their way into more of a, a public presence where we've seen the Daily Wire make a commitment, uh, Prager Hughes made a commitment. We are seeing conservative organizations say that they want to become better storytellers or help start telling better stories and making movies. We actually even had a conversation recently with Glenn Beck where Glenn said that he feels like uh, his next phase of his journey is he wants to start helping making more uh, movies, whether that means writing or producing or how, however that looks. But it's really great to see we are coming to a place where in, instead of instead of conservatives sitting back and acknowledging there's a problem, recognizing the problem and seeing what Hollywood has done. And then of course, being grateful for right, like the Kendrick brothers or people along the way that make some of these movies like a facing the giant or what we have seen in the last couple of years, just an incredible progression of great movies, Jesus revolution. So many great movies that have come out more recently. All of that to say is I I'm encouraged and excited that we are we are, I think, on the verge of a moment when we start seeing more Christians and conservatives engaging in, in some of these cultural war issues instead of just sitting on the side and complaining and identifying a problem when we're going to start being part of the solution. To me, that's really encouraging. And, and I had the opportunity to, to go see uh, kind of the a, a screener of this with a lot of the individuals from the movie. Uh, even with the sore bows, and it did not work out for my schedule. I'm very disappointed. But all that means is I'm going to the movie theater, and I'm going to go watch this movie. I'm with you, man. I can't wait to see it, and it's actually going to be a fun one to watch in the movie theaters. Uh, so, folks, be sure and get your uh, get your tickets. Only two nights uh, that you can go see it, and uh, be sure and check out those dates and the links at our website today, wobblerslive.com, and you can get some archives of the program there as well, and make that one time our monthly contribution. Those contributions. Help us to reach more people through the radio program, through our pastors' trainings, through our young people training that we do over the summers, uh, to our legislators' trainings, all the different things we're doing to help people know the history of this country, know what the principles are, and restore our constitutional republic. We sure appreciate you listening. You've been listening to All Builders.